You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Thursday. Coming up at 20 minutes, we'll dive into today's MLB card on a Thursday. We'll get to a nickel or dime later. Lots to get to on this show, but we got to go out to the Roman guest line right now. Jimmy Patsos, Coach Patsos on Twitter. He is our Odyssey NBA insider. He joins us now. We'll dive into the conference finals here, and then we got to get Jimmy's thoughts on what he saw at the combine. Jimmy, welcome back to the show. Um, the Boston Celtics. Win last night in Miami, take a 3-2 lead here. Uh, what are you seeing in this series? I mean, there's been so many injuries and different kind of lineups out there, but it, it, felt, it felt to us last night that Boston may have taken control here for good in this series. Yeah, I really felt whoever won that game, too. You know, after the Heat had gone in and Jimmy Butler's performance in game one was so dominating, he didn't know if they could keep that up. What the Celtics have done, especially if you're, like, trying to bet the games is, their defense just gets better as the series goes on. You know, they wore down the Nets. I know it was a sweep in four, but there were some close games. And as those turned into not so close games, they figured out they were down 3 2. They figured out the Bucks. They figured out whether it was Grayson Allen or Connaughton or whoever couldn't shoot. Lopez wasn't taking threes. They figured that out. And now they hold the Heat to 80 points. You know, the under hits with ease. Like, these are just defensive adjustments. You know, M.A. Udoka deserves a, a, a ton of credit, but so do the players. So is the trade for Derek White. There's all kinds of places you can go with this. They have a better bench. But you're right about the health. You know, Jimmy Butler's wearing down. He's on one leg. He's not good. You know, he's not seven foot two center. He's going to have to, this guy has to beat you off the dribble, which he does. He's hurt. Tyler Hero doesn't suit up. Spolster said he can't risk it for next year. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough players in Miami. And that was kind of the concern with Miami all along, which you don't have an all NBA player. You know, you don't have an all-star. You don't have like, you know, Jimmy Butler's an all-star, but not, I mean like a, like a historically great player, whether it's Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, you can go all the way through to Duncan to all the way through. Everybody's always had a fantastic superstar. Jimmy Butler's kind of on the border of that with a pretty much journeyman cast around him. Cause Kyle Lowry's really, really dropped off because he's injured. And the Celtics are kind of rising, you know. Brown's coming into his own. Tatum's clearly an established with their young guys because of 24-25. Marcus Smart, by the way, the third pick, the fourth pick, and the sixth pick, those are, those are, three, those are three top six picks. But the, the Derek White ad, Williams is coming around, a KG veteran in Horford, Grant Williams, who's pretty young, 25, stepping it up. Like, they have a younger, healthier team, but they're doing it on the defensive end. That was an impressive output. They just can't find ways to score, whether it was Miami or Bucks or the Nets, uh, against the Celtics. And then, you know, defense wins, and I think the Celtics close it out. But they're going to need it because they got to get healthy if they're going to go play the Warriors. 
Jimmy, we're all sick of talking about the blowouts, but I don't know how you avoid it. It's the story every night. Now for three straight weeks in the NBA playoffs, blowout after blowout after blowout. And I kind of chuckle when I see every uh, few days that, oh, we've set a new franchise record. We missed 86 threes last night. And and obviously because of the volume, that's what's happening. Uh, Does basketball, maybe on multiple levels, have a problem with the variance due to the amount of three-point shooting that we're getting, which seems to lead to a lot of these blowouts. That's a great point. And Joe, I would think you're correct on that. Three-point shooting is great when it goes in, but it's a difficult shot because of how far away it is and the defense has really changed on them. You know, before they just let you have it, say, okay, take your chance to long jumper. Guys have become such good shooters, you have to play the three-point line. Milwaukee guy, I mean, they wanted Budenholzer fired for his three-point defense. I think that's ridiculous. They didn't have Chris Middleton. But their three-point defense on the Celtics was not good. And the Celtics got hot from the line, and Grant Williams made all those threes. I, th- I think it is a big variance. I think also it's almost a form of load management. Like, the Warriors are going to go down right now. And I think they close it out game five. Really difficult situation, you know, coming off that emotional you know, tragedy down there. Just, just so sad. Feel for all those families and those people. And they're sitting there in Texas where it happened. That was a weird game four, but they got blown out. Moody and Kaminga kind of make it respectable. They lose by 50 in Memphis. They don't care. They may be the world champions in three weeks and have lost by like been down 40 at Dallas and then and lost by 50 at Memphis. And like, it doesn't matter. It's one game. The old, you know, I'm older guy. The old days, oh, you compete for every ball. You play till the end. You never quit. Hey, maybe it's just, this isn't our night. Let's not waste all our energy. Let's play young guys because all we have to do is keep the series going. Doesn't You don't get any credit by losing by one or two. Now, on the Heat and the Celtics thing, it has been some blowouts. But the Heat have only led going into last night two quarters. Now they go and win the first and second quarter there, but they get beat badly in the third quarter again. That third quarter has been pivotal in this game, and it doesn't really matter. you know. So in other words, like winning quarters or adding up the score at all the end, it doesn't matter. It's about, it's about And I think that's an advancement of the game. It's also a little load management, but it's absolutely correct about the three-point line. You just circle the three-point line, and usually turnovers, and that's how you're going to see we're in an NBA game because that leads to more possessions. And if you can't shoot the three and you keep taking them, which they <laughs> did last night, they took an enormous amount of threes because they don't have their legs to go by them. That's, no, that's nobody's fault. The Celtics defense is adjusted, and they can't score the heat, and they're not going to shoot the three that well because they don't even have Tyler Hero out there. Jimmy, let's make some money. Who's having a big game tonight? Points, assists, rebounds, threes. Where are you looking? All four of those guys from the Warriors. Because if you combine those four, Poole and Wiggins, who have just had really good years, and Clay and, 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 Car- and Steph Curry did not play well, I would I would get all four of them to play well tonight. But I think Jordan Poole comes back, has a really big game. I know Clay Thompson will always, you know, Curry's going to show up. That was an anomaly to have all four of those guys actually, you know, produce pretty poor numbers against the fourth mm-hmm. game for Dallas. I would take them. Luca, do what you want with the guy, man. He's he going to get his point on. I don't know how you bet against Luca's numbers. You know, I just don't know how you do it on the point situation, but he's kind of going to put up numbers, but they, they've figured out, too, that someone else has to beat us. I don't expect Vinny Smith and Clay Bear and all those guys to have games like they had 
you know, that was, that was, a, that was an obscure game those guys had, but I would, bet, I would bet on the big four, pick whoever you want in the Golden State Warriors. They're going to play well tonight. And there's no way Curry and, Curry and Clay might combine for 60 points tonight. Jimmy, let's talk about the combine. You were there in Chicago, the NBA draft combine. And um, it's interesting this year. There's not a slam dunk, num- slam dunk number one pick. Jabari Smith from um, at Auburn is probably going to be the guy. But Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, you know, he's gotten some buzz here, his length and maybe some upside there. What was the uh, the buzz at the combine with the two potential number one picks? And we could, we could throw Bancaro in there from Duke as well. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think Ben is the most ready to go. And if the Wizards, I, I cover the Wizards, if the Wizards make a trade, that's where I would trade up to three to get him because he's ready to go. I think Jabari Smith, if he can wait a year or two, is the guy. And I think the Orlando Magic, they were, they were all over the place. John Hammond and his staff, I've seen them at Auburn. I'm, they love Jabari Smith. But there's, a, there's one or two people down in that organization that's saying, maybe Chet Holgram's what we need. Maybe we have enough scores. You know, they might have been fooled by Franz Wagner's good year. I didn't love his year. He scored in games they lost by 30. But he made all rookies, so you go there. Maybe they think they don't need the wing player. Jabari Smith, to me, is the guy in the next 15 years. You're going to look back and say, how do we pass on that guy? And I'm a big check guy, but he's more of a shot blocker. He does a little bit of everything. But his athleticism is going to catch him a little bit and playing in the paint. Talk about playing against Bam Adebayo. That's a big guy. Robert Williams is a big guy. Chet's long and tall, and he's tough and he's crafty. But I would take Smith. I like Dan Caro. Ivy, everyone wants to know who's going to show up. The Ivy who's awesome or the Ivy that scored one point on Super Bowl Sunday with the whole country watching or got knocked out by St. Peter's, you know. Ivy from Purdue is really interesting. There's a bunch of guys. There's some rumors out there having the 10th and 9th or 8th pick. Why not trade down? A lot of teams have two picks, like the Thunder have four picks and the Spurs have a bunch of picks. Maybe you let the 7th or 8th or ninth pick go and you pick 18 and 24. It's like gambling. You're only going to probably hit on one of the two guys you pick, so let's increase our odds by picking two guys. There's been a lot of talk about that. I really liked Ryan Rollins from Toledo. He really helped himself with my sleeper in the second round. Um, but there was, you know, my guy from Santa Clara is going to move up to the first first round, Jalen Williams, really good shooting guard. Like, that's what I went for, for the five-on-five and those guys that could move up. Max Christie, a Chicago kid from Michigan State, is working out really well. He's going to sneak into the first round. Johnny Davis and his new Taco Bell commercial. I hope the Wizards get him at 10. I heard he could move up. But <laughs> who's going to be the star? Who's going to be the star? It's those big three. And those big three, Ben Caro's ready right now, but I think Jabari Smith's the future star. And I say at the end of the day, the Magic stick with it and pick Jabari Smith. That would be my bet. 
Yeah, it certainly seems like everything is pointing to the bigs going in some order in that top three. Uh, l- let's say you you threw some names down the down the road at us, which I like to hear because everything I read from the draft Knicks on this one is it just is completely wide open. And Jimmy, there's some mocks that you'll look at. It's like okay, this team likes them to be top 10, and another team says the exact same player probably isn't a first-round pick. Is that what you're, what you're hearing around the league, that there are just a wide range of opinions on a lot of these players once we get outside maybe the top 10? I believe, yes, absolutely. David Roddy from Colorado State, he's like a baby Barkley. He didn't play well in the combine, but people still have him in the late first because of what he'll his. Do you go on his body of work or do you go on measurables? What do you go on how some guys played? And those two, there's two days of five. One, Hugo Basson's good. The kid from Australia, young kid. You got to wait two years for that guy to help. Scotty Pippen Jr. from the Chicago people. He can play yeah. backup point guard. You know, the Wizards need a backup point guard at 45. He scores a lot, but he's a little small. All over the place. These guys are all over the place. I think it's what you need. I will tell you this, my sleepers. Jalen Duran from Memphis. I think he's really good as a big. I liked Mark Williams from Duke. He's really big. He never gets to touch the ball because they had all those guards and Ben Carroll. But yes, it's what your need is, who you think is going to function, and then who you think is going to be the star. Because don't forget, these are all such young players. You know, Michael Jordan waited until he's 30. Scottie Pippen was a four-year guy journeyman. Rodman took a long time to get there. Ron Harper went to Miami, Ohio. These are the old days. Now kids are all 18. If you're 20 or 21, you're old in that room. And so you're rolling the dice. Because Lord knows when I was 18 and 19, I wouldn't have picked me because who knows what was going on. You know, grateful dead shows, <laughs> trying to play basketball. You're all over the board. Well, these kids are trying to pretend like they're more grown up than they are. And I get that. I understand that. Because their maturity level is going to matter. But they're still like 18, 19, and 20. And you're probably not going to hit as many projections. I mean, Shaden Sharp didn't play. I like Dyson Daniels. He's really tall, point guard. He's from G League. You know, these, these, these things and more are going to be answered because guys are coming out so early and so young or going to overtime elite where they don't really play anybody in high school to the G League Ignite, which is a controlled situation, too. Shaden Sharp just said, I'm just not going to play, and he's probably going to be the fifth or sixth. Uh, so Shan from Baylor, he's a sleeper. He's a really good defensive grinder guy like Jay Crowder, like all those other. He's just not a super scorer. Like, I think Sochan's really good if that's what you need. Like, if the Bulls need a player or the Wizards need a guy to come in and play right away, Sochan from Baylor. So there's all kinds of guys. I think it is going to be a wild draft. And after 10 or 12, it's anybody's ballgame who picks what, where, what you need, and how patient can you be. And everybody's not that patient these days, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, who do you have in the finals, Jimmy, and who do you think wins the championship? Uh, I had the Suns and the Bucks, so don't take my bets. Um, I didn't know the Warriors, and this is a long time ago, that, that Poole was going to turn into that good a player. The, Otto Porter, who was from Georgetown and from Washington, the Wizards deserve so much credit for developing some guys that have unfortunately played better on other teams. They just, like Otto Porter is really good now. They have Gary Payton's on their team. You know, There's guys that have bounced around. Spencer Dinwiddie's in the playoffs. But you know, we don't have the horses to go around them like they do. When you do with the Warriors and you find guys that can fit in, come on, the Warriors have done a fantastic job. Their, their GM deserves a lot of credit. Curry hung them together last year. They were patient with Clay Thompson. Green's a monster competitor. Now, all of a sudden, you got Poole 
and they got Wiggins to turn it up to fifth gear. And that's why Jimmy Butler didn't like him in Minnesota because he wouldn't play hard, didn't love the game. He clearly <laughs> does now. He's playing defense. He's going to get paid. I don't know who's, if they're going to be able to keep them together. And then the Celtics don't surprise me. I had the Celtics and the Bucks in the finals. The Harden and Embiid thing was interesting. We'll see if they can ever get that together. I heard that it's looking big-time trade to get rid of either Tobias Harris or bring in someone new. Max, he's the only untouchable. This is the stuff you hear at the Combine. Well, you also hear Aaron about the finals. And you say, what do you think about what's going on now? And Brown and Tatum are just so big on defense. And the GMs out there think the Derek White trade was like the greatest trade, and I agree with that. I thought Serge Ibaka would help the Bucks more. He didn't. We thought Harden would dominate and take them to the finals. He didn't. Derek White's become really important. Hey, this is a Division II kid who went to Colorado, transferred to Colorado, fought his way through the Popovich system. Well, he's taken over when Marcus Smart's out. They got a good bench in Pritchard and Grant Williams and Daniel Tyson. It's about Derek White's their bench, and he's been fantastic. So I got... Amazingly so, I got the Warriors in seven, but that thing's going seven. I think the Celtics can close them out. But I'm going to give Steph Curry the most credit of all. He kept them all together. He kept that new building full last year, and now he's got them going to the finals. And it's going to be a real wild one to see if they can get one more while the storied Celtics try and get theirs. That's what I think. I think the Warriors in seven. Jimmy, always appreciate hopping on. Jimmy uh, Batsos on the Roman Guest line, get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Becuel now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Becuel. MLB next on the Becuel Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on Betql Daily from Betql.